0: Thank you for listening to a dog training podcast that is like no other. We talk real, we share information based on 25 years of training dogs and working with their owners. Sit back and enjoy our podcast that will create more questions than you started with. If you find yourself wanting more, please join us in our dog community at dogtraining360.com and ask all of your questions. We hope to see you there. Hi y'all, this is Joe Dickinson, dog trainer of 25 years, dog behavior specialist, cowgirl, horse trainer, animal and people lover, book author, entrepreneur, and business owner. I am talking to you from, well, anywhere in the world, actually. I do travel a lot, but my home base is my family ranch in Ogden, Utah, where I live with my humans, our five dogs, seven horses, three cats, and many sheep and chickens. My passion is helping people build the human-animal bond through connection and training. I love teaching people how to train their own dogs, and my specialty is knowing that there is not just one way to do this. Dogs and people are all individuals. My goal is to help you find methods and tools that work for you, your dogs, and your current life situation. I'm a published author of the book, available on Amazon, Training Through the Eyes of Your Dog. I'm excited for you to join me in Dog Training 360, where I will share my successful tips and training methods gained by working with thousands of dogs and their families for over two
1: decades. I can't wait to go on this journey
0: together with you and your...
1: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Rebecca Dixon, pediatrician, dog trainer, horseback rider, and animal lover talking to you from Costa Rica, where I live with my family, including Oxford the Border Terrier and Mocha the German Shepherd. In my United States-based pediatric medical career, I spent 23 years working to improve the lives of children and their families, first through public health research and then as a pediatrician. I spent eight years as an ICU doctor taking care of children and their families during the most challenging times of their lives and then three years as a community-based general pediatrician. I am a pediatric researcher and published author in the areas of teenage parenting, adolescent health, and pediatric traumatic injury. In the summer of 2021, my wife and I officially embarked on a new adventure by retiring from medicine and moving from the United States to Costa Rica with my 80-year-old mother. Today, I am thriving by immersing myself in a brand new culture and language, learning new sports like surfing, growing vegetables in our yard, and playing with our dogs on the beaches and tropical jungles that surround our new home. For the past 12 years, I've been a boots-on-the-ground regular dog owner, just trying to work full time and learn how to raise and train my own dogs, including a leash reactive rescue dog, and two puppies. Through my life in medicine and my life as a dog owner, I know based on research and personal experience that dogs contribute positively to human health. I am super excited to join Dog Training 360 so that I can share my tips, tricks, and learnings with you so that you can improve the relationship that you have with your own dogs.
0: Welcome everybody to Dog Talk. And Joe here on the ranch, and Rebecca in Costa Rica on the beach life. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the, I think the, the reality of being a dog trainer, having dogs, and that we're, we're human too, and our dogs are dogs too. And that we're not perfect, but we also have a lot of success stories. Um, But we also have some oopsie moments that you think that you're where you should be and you're not. So let's let's get right into it Rebecca. Um you know we we you and I both have gone through two packs together um, as our time together training and, and, uh, I think we've got a lot of fun stories of some really cool success stuff, but also some stuff where you think your dog's where they should be and, and they're not. So let's, let's get right into it. What, um, you know, maybe just kind of share a little bit about, you know, just some things that come to the top of your mind about some really great success, fun stuff that you've
1: experienced. Okay. Yeah. I think we've got so many fun things to share. Um, well, one thing that I always, we've talked about this a lot, both, um, here on this podcast Mm -hmm. and also in our weekly zoom that we do with our community is like, what, what's the point of obedience training? When does it like, when do you put it into use and how does it work? And one thing that we've talked, we've enjoyed talking about, I feel like more often recently is is the value of being able to put your dog in a down mm-hmm. from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um and I've really embraced that with with my German shepherd Mocha. Um because she uh she has a lot of drive and she can um get really focused on something and after after we've started discussing this I've I've switched to trying to recall you know from Mm -hmm. trying to recall her to putting her into a down and then recalling her and we've we've talked about that a bunch on this forum but um recently I've had two incidences where one of them was a full-on success and I was so proud of both of us and the other was sort of a semi ultimately a success Uh but it was sort of like wow like, what What? (laughs) What am I doing yeah (laughs) and so the like full-on success we were at the beach and just doing our own thing and mocha was happy and we were playing fetch and we were running in the water and then up at the tree line of the beach um a a stray well I'm gonna call it a stray dog it Mm -hmm. probably has an owner but it was an a dog that was wandering unattended without a human on the beach which happens pretty commonly here in Costa Rica and Uh elsewhere in the world, but there was this dog up in the tree line and it was moving in and it looked like a perfectly friendly social dog. And it was, it looked like it was coming over to sort of greet us. Um, and Mocha has a, um, she's, she's her, one of the things that she does is sort of chase these kind of dogs off, like Mm -hmm. chase them away from me. And so, um, I, she, she saw the dog and she was headed up that way and I just put her in a down Um, And she went down. I was like, so proud of her. She went, she just dropped to the ground and then down and looked at the other dog and the other dog retreated. Um, And you and I have talked about this. And, you know, it was because she, you know, in our, in our way of explaining it, human, humanizing it, like Mocha was still exerting pressure on that dog by staying in a forward position Mm -hmm. and the dog retreated. Um, and then and then I just said, "Come on, Mocha, let's go." And and she connected back to me, and we just moved on down the beach. And it was like a probably a full on minute of total thing that happened because yeah. yeah. it all happened so quickly. But it was just it was awesome because it's not that I, I trust Mocha as a social dog. She's not aggressive, but I just don't want her to be running off after other dogs. And I don't know these other dogs, maybe they're aggressive or maybe they're not vaccinated or yeah, maybe who knows. Um, and I just prefer for the interaction not to happen. Right. Um, and so it was, it was perfect. It was so great.
0: Yay. Yeah. It's um, good, good feeling.
1: Yeah, it was a great feeling, Um, mostly that she connected, you know, she connected back to me and Mm -hmm. we just went on our merry way. And that was great. Um, And so we had a similar instance about a week later. We were up in the woods on a Mm -hmm. hike in the jungle um, and uh, (laughs) we were in a place where we've gone many, many, many times, like I want to say a hundred times and have never even seen another human, much less other dogs um like nobody is there sometimes we see the wild animals the monkeys and things but no i mean it's just like this peaceful place with nothing there and um suddenly we were kind of exiting the trailhead think of it as like a trailhead and we were Mm -hmm. coming to the end of the end of the hike exiting the trailhead and this woman who we've never seen you know again any people comes with this pack of three dogs all off leash and we were all we like she was like what and we were like what <laughs> <laughs> and she was like i've been coming here for five years and i've never seen anyone and we were like oh my gosh we come here because we don't see anyone yeah and so i put we were with i was with and my wife and we had the two dogs the german shepherd mocha and the border terrier oxford And I put them both in a down and they both, and they're off leash, you know, my dogs are totally off leash and they both went down and they, they, they stayed and, and then the woman, but I think this gets to like, just the human, mm-hmm. humans like nobody knows what anyone else is doing. And the, so the woman's there and she's got her three dogs and she's like, what are you doing? And, you know, <laughs> right. I think it's probably not normal to put for, you know, my behavior was probably not normal to her, like yeah. putting my dogs in it down. She was probably like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, but I, you know, so so then she was like, we're just going to go this way. And she was heading off to the right, like the trail branch mm-hmm. right there. And she was yeah. heading off to the right we're just going this way. And then Oxford broke his down and went to say hi. And then Mocha broke her down and went to say <laughs> hi. And they were all yeah. barking and everyone was barking and all the dogs were just saying hi. And it sort of in the middle of it, I was like, uh, "My do- are, are your dogs social? Re- every, <laughs> is everybody ready to meet? I was like, ah, I don't know what yeah. to do. Um, And so then um, everybody said hi and then they left and we left and everything was fine. But it was sort of one of those things that I was like, okay, I've got my dogs doing exactly what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. But this other human that's involved in the situation has no idea what I'm doing. Right. Right. (laughs) And so it didn't really serve our purposes.
0: (laughs) what what would you have done differently I don't know I mean I guess <laughs> that
1: night, that's part of what I'm why why I'm yeah. laughing about it because I don't know what I would have done to, I mean I guess like uh, um and Anne too was with me but she didn't know what I was doing either she was yeah. like okay the dogs are down but yeah. like we had leashes so we could have like we've talked about on our on our Zoom call. Um, on our zoom community call mm-hmm. you know we could have put the dogs on the leashes and walked them back up the trail um and let the woman go on her own merry way yeah. and and probably with a different pack of dogs my old dog austin that's exactly uh-huh. what i would have and should have done um and but yeah i i don't know what i would have done differently <laughs> other than maybe just keep them in a minute down and tell uh, you know i don't know anyway
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that you, you know, you, when you're caught in those scenarios, you, you, you do get caught off guard as to what, how, what am I supposed to do? What's the obedience here? Where, what am I expecting? What's happening? Um, and, 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 s- There's a a point where you kind of just throw in the towel and let them work it out because, you know, what else are you going to do and then kind of get yourself organized and move on. And sometimes that's just the right answer. It's just like, well, there we go. You know, (laughs) not not (laughs) quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we do put our dogs in a down position in the wrong times and then all of a sudden they're vulnerable so then you just allow them to break that down you know on their own because you know we made the error of asking them to down when we shouldn't have and and so I think that comes into play as far as trusting your dog and, and letting some of the process happen and not reinforcing, like you did not stay down when I told you to down, but maybe that just wasn't the right scenario for that, you know, that right. you needed to correct him. So I think in the big scheme of things, I, you know, down your dog, assess real quick and then move on from there kind of a thing and. And maybe not allowed them to go greet as much as call, like, you're down and I'm going to call you to me and move, keep moving on is, you know, but, but again, not being in that situation with you, you know, it all, it all ended good and it was fine. And, and, and then who knows the next time it will be something completely different, you know, and, and every time could be different as far as what you're asking. So it yep. kind of catches you off guard when they think for themselves, if you will, um, and things kind of pop up into that scenario. So yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I have but, a... T- yeah. yeah, tell
1: us tell us some of your, your successes.
0: Yeah. So really, one of my favorite things to do is load my dogs up, and I can load them up anywhere, and they're really... I mean, it's kind of bomb-proof for me. Um, with my three border collies, Zip, um, Patsy, and Amelia, and you know they'll kind of load up on anything really. I mean, even just a stick if they can get on it. So, um, <laughs> I we're we're muddy, we're swamping. You know, this was early on, early winter, and it was just wet, and I needed to get the mares, the horses, moved into a different pasture because it was just too it, it was too just swamped out, and and Zip is his favorite place to be is on the four-wheeler and so I'm on the four-wheeler and he's loaded up and I've got, a, a, got all their halters and and I start moving the horses from one pasture to another one at a time I'm walking zips on the four-wheeler and and I'm sending the horses into their new pasture and and he's still in the four-wheeler and I've I got the first horse in and, you know, that's fine. And they took off running. It's new pasture, all of that. And then I get the second one in and she's a bit younger and she gets real sassy and not even thinking. I, you know, turned her loose, walked away, walked to the next pasture. And I am I turn around to the, you know, those two horses just running, like not frolicking. Mm-hmm. They're running and Zip is running with them. He's not really oh. chasing them, but he's running with them. And so, you know, they got him all... Energized, and you know, and I, I asked for the down, and he gave me the down, and just as I gave him the down, the horse kicked up, and so he just about got kicked on in the head. Oh my goodness! So then I was like, okay, probably shouldn't have downed him. Call him to you, put him back up on the four wheeler, and you know, really like kind of gave him a stay loaded up as a bad dog. You don't get off this thing, you know. So I kind of had this conversation with him. Put him back up. And, and he's, I mean, he's a dog that will sit on the four-wheeler for six hours while we're out fencing, no matter what's going on. And so you just kind of don't think about it. Put him back up there. Go get the next horse. I go to get the last one. And he's out running with the horses again. And and so then oh I'm my like, goodness. okay, well, <sighs> now, and he downed and he came. And, you know, it, it was just like, then it was his, you know, when I released the horses, he perceived that 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 was his release as well, because everybody's all Whoa. excited for new stuff. So then I'm like, "Well, I'll just load him up on this this rock right here so I can keep track of him a little bit better and not lose sight of him and so the fourth horse, I turn him loose, I turn around and he's right there. he's like, "I've got this game down a hundred percent so <laughs> he he wasn't he was disobeying in the sense that he just kept getting off his load up, but his perception being an animal is that he he was just joining in, you know, and again he was right ahead of him sometimes he was over to the side of them. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> chasing them you know and they didn't perceive him as being they weren't being chased you know oh, and they were just all running and then all together yeah and so um so then I finally you know got him back and just kind of let it be like I just didn't even have a conversation because that was his perception of this this is my job we all go running with the horses this is what we're doing this is the activity Um, where what I should have done is tied him to the four-wheeler. Like the second time I should have tied him up there and not, you know, and, and I just wasn't thinking about his perception and what he felt like the activity was. And so, um, and he'd never been in that situation. He'd never moved horses with me, you know? And so it was just this running in the new pasture kind of thing. And so, um, So I had to kind of stop and, and like, think about what I should have done. You know, he could have gotten hurt. um, And, and I should have like, okay, you, you don't get what the job is here. So I'm going to, I'm going to show you what the job is by tying him up there. Because he never didn't come. He didn't ever knot down. Um, he just like, okay, and we were, we're all released. So
1: and now we get to run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's all that was happening. And so I, I really had to think about like the, what he was thinking the job was versus what I was thinking his job was. And I wasn't clear. And that, and that's where, you know, when you hear people say, well, it's, you know, it's the owners and well, yeah, you know, sometimes it is sometimes we, don't see that we're, you know, we're not, we're not understanding what, what they're thinking and, and, and that I should have helped him understand what, what my description of the job was. (laughs) You stay there, horses are going there, don't get off, you know. Um, Right. But I didn't, I just kept like, okay, let's try it again. He like, he never gets off the four wheeler and he's like, okay, I'm ready and away we go, you know, and just not even thinking. So it's, it is, you know, a lesson learned, but it more in thinking through their eyes and, and making sure that I'm clear with my intentions with my dogs, you know, and so I've been a bit more um, just aware of making sure that I'm clear on what the job is and what everybody's role in this job is, um, from going out feeding chickens, like all of that, whoever I take out with me to go you know do a chore i need to make sure that i'm clear because it's not it's always different for them sometimes right. a million amelia does the chickens and you know patsy feeds fish you know i mean it just it it just depends on what the job is um but it's not always the same dog so right i've been a bit more purposeful in that way of like okay here's your job while i'm doing this so that they become more clear about what that what they're supposed to be doing, because I've I have made that mistake many times in different scenarios, um, just not thinking like of course you know how to do this, but you don't necessarily know how to do it when I'm doing X, y, and z. so a different
1: scenario mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah so um, so yeah, that spends you know it, again, <laughs> like that could have been disastrous because I wasn't prepared. You know, on and I wasn't clear for them, um, and then a, another a, a like major success having horses as um, as you know Rebecca, but you know sometimes they're just unpredictable and it can go from really good to really bad really fast, and um, there's been a handful of times where I've got the horses out, we're doing some stuff stuff goes bad you know somebody hauls back and then everybody hauls back or somebody's dragging a gate with them and and you just it horses can be unpredictable that way and and every time I've been in that scenario that I've had the dogs out with me when I say load up everybody has run to a load up like they didn't border collies tend to want to stay in the chaos and try and control it and and every time in the horse scenario load up there's been times that Cheyenne's been riding and you know she's been really focused in the horses she's kind of battled some of the stuff with the horse where you know not a big deal having the dogs out with us but when things go south like that in any way you want to get the dogs out of the equation and every time they have just ran and got up on something and just disconnected from that chaos which is dangerous all the way around so um so i you know really good you know successes and and fun things when they can be successful and and it kind of blows your mind cuz they want to be in that chaos but they load up and disconnect from it all and know that that's like everything's in trouble get out of it you know kind of a thing so um so the, it's just fascinating to you know from from hiking up on the trails to you know to you know, even up on the trails and having, you know, a a moose or a monkey or, you know, something take off knowing that, you know, you've got all the tools in your toolbox to do something, to make something happen, whether it's the right thing or not, you can make something happen.
1: Yep. Yep. And even, even the scenario that you, both of us have just described, Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you with Zip and the Mm -hmm. horses, yes, you could have made a different choice. And in retrospect, should have made a different choice to tie him. Mm -hmm. Um, And and me with Mocha and Oxford on the trail, yes, we could have put the leashes on and gone Mm -hmm. the other direction. Or the woman who was hiking could have just kept moving. Like, that's what I expected her to do. Like, hey, I'm giving you time keep going. But she just stood there. And then yeah. my dog's were like, why are we all standing here? So, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> either, either way, I think what you've just highlighted that you've got tools. And if you've got even even if in retrospect, you would have made a different choice. Mm-hmm. Both, both of these stories, sh- you know, are successes, I think, yeah. in yeah. The, in in the big picture that the dog's you know, never disconnected from either of us, um, did d- ultimately do what what they were told. They went into their downs or they went into their load-ups. They came back to us. Um, and so that's, that's all good. But, yeah, just being prepared for the unexpected. I think yeah. that's the other thing that both of these stories highlight. Like, you expect Zip to do his load-up, because he always does his load-up, yeah. and he, he's so solid in it. And I, you know, didn't expect to have a pack of three dogs on this trail that I've never seen another human on Um, so how to be prepared for the unexpected with your dogs too
0: well I think that there's and not be not get down on yourself right I mean as long as nobody got hurt and you learn from it and go you know I'm probably just going to work in this scenario a bit more you know and yep. and and not setting you know him up to fail in a uh, based on my mind you know but gosh that's probably something I should think about and be prepared for because he always got out of the chaos and loaded up but <laughs> wasn't expecting right. that you know so um and i it's also unpredictable right you couldn't predict that lady was going to be at the trailhead and stop and be awkward and I didn't predict that he would hop off and run with the horses because he's just never in that scenario so um so I I think it's in I think it's important to not beat yourself up um but just remember you're all of the tools that you have to work with for sure yeah for sure I think it's fun to hear um you know is you sometimes get put on a pedestal as dog trainers to that your dogs are so great and you don't have those mistakes if you will um of, of what we call mistakes um they're not mistakes to the dog but um that you just you learn from it and you think about it and what do I need to work on and as dog owners as dogs at dog, you know, your companions, um, you're, you know, you're their advocate, you're their trainer. Um, I'm not your dog's trainer, even though I may be your trainer, I'm not your dog's trainer. Um, you know, Rebecca, you're, you're teaching, you know, somebody how to train, but you're, you're not doing the day-to-day work that they're doing. And so it, it, puts you in a situation as a dog owner that you you have to train, whether the trainer's there or not, and that rather a dog has been shipped away and trained and come home, you're still the dog's trainer, and you still need to use your tools in your toolbox, and it's not always going to be perfect. Right. So on that note, we Rebecca and I have found such a passion in teaching people and and giving everybody the tools to have those amazing dogs and and it's on our online dog training um website and on our course subscription you join our community you get these zoom calls and and community chats and also all the um, online dog training courses that we have published so we're super excited of of all of that being live and and everything from obedience to getting an amazing recall um, and some fun stuff also to do with your dog from load up like we talked about um, you know, those courses are on there. So join us there. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you be a part of a, our community. And uh, let's keep training together. And remember, ultimately, you you are your dog's dog trainer. Thank you for being a part of our dog training podcast. Our goal is to help you train through the eyes of your dog. We want you to go on amazing adventures and accomplish all your dog training goals. For more dog training, adventure, read our blog and join our dog training community at dogtraining360.com. You can find us on Instagram at dog underscore training underscore 360 and all other social media channels from TikTok to LinkedIn under dogtraining360. We would love it if you shared your dog training journey with us. Now let's get into training.